Welcome to the Business of You podcast. I'm your host, Belinda, and I'm an intuitive business mentor. We are going to be talking all things strategy, intuition, human design, and gene keys so that you can have a business that is quintessentially you, designed by you, for you, to achieve your very own version of success. Okay, so today's episode is our very first interview, and I am really happy to introduce Stacey Marie, who is a social media strategist, and she's not only a social media strategist, but she is also my fabulous podcast editor, producer, has been my social media manager, um, and she's fabulous, and I'm really happy to have her with me today for this conversation because her story about how she has changed her business pretty much sums up why I've created this podcast and why I do the work that I do. So I'm going to hand over to Stacey now. So Stacey, if you can just tell us a little bit about you and your work. Sure thing. First of all, thank you for having me. It's like I love being a guest on a podcast, being a podcaster myself, and I've had a podcast since 2019. The um the the ease of being the guest is really enjoyable instead of being the host. Um, so to those of you out there who don't know me, my name's Stacey Marie. I'm a social media strategist. Um, I, fo- I I say strategist because that's really the core of what I focus on in terms of. Um, what I do with social media. So I I used to only do coaching, which we'll talk about in this episode. Um, But now I still do coaching, but I also predominantly do social media management um, for a range of clients, as well as some email marketing and podcast management, because they're all the things that I love to do and they work really well for me and work really nicely together. But the thing I really focus on is strategy. And I think that it's the thing that most people don't have. Um, when it comes to their marketing, but it's also the thing that kind of feels like this elusive, um, intangible thing that people really struggle to understand, but it's actually really simple. Well, it's really simple to me. And that's what I like to bring to the work that I do with my clients, whether it be coaching or management, so that they can get the best out of their social media. And I'll give you a hot tip, being getting the best out of it is not being on there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, it's about doing the right things and doing them well, um, and which not only just like amplifies your content, but it also reduces burnout, um, reduces content fatigue, uh, which really happens a lot, especially after you've been in business for a few years and you've been marketing yourself for a few years. I've noticed, particularly since the pandemic, a lot of content fatigue in a lot of people. Um, so I really try and work in with those like, I guess their natural energy flows as well, just to make sure that they're going to be able to stay consistent and stick with it rather than burn out by going too hard, too fast, and um, that they can stay in it for the long game, really. Um, That's pretty much me professionally. I've been in business for five years now, so um, I'm not a new kid on the block, but I also haven't been around forever. (laughs) I spent 17 years prior to that in finance. So it was a really big transition to move into marketing, but I've loved absolutely every part of the journey. Um, And personally, I'm 44 this year. I live in Tweed Heads, which is like on the border of 
Queensland and New South Wales, beautiful, beautiful part of the world. Um, I have two daughters, a tween, almost teenager, 12, almost 13-year-old, and a 14, almost 15-year-old. Um, so, yeah, I'm getting to enjoy that stage of life at the moment, which is, um, look, it's... <laughs> It's not as bad as I thought it would be, I'll be perfectly honest. I'm actually really enjoying the teenage years so far. Um, I say so far because I always touch wood, anything can change on a dime. Um, but, yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far. It's a really nice evolution of my relationship with my kids as a mum and I really love that I get to be at home and be a part of their life at this time when I think they really, really do need me. Yeah. Yeah, and I know that the daughters are going to come up because you and I talked about daughters because <laughs> like, I have a tween daughter and it's 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 real the needs are very yeah. different and yeah. Stacy edits my podcast so she's heard all of the times I've talked about <laughs> the different needs for my tween that I now have um but back to the business stuff I love how you talked about strategy because when I brought you in to help me with my social media strategy is definitely something that you bought to that. So, um, you know, I know business strategy and I actually did my MBA in the day before social media was really a thing because I'm like getting old now. So like social media strategy is, it's a little bit of a different area of you know strategy. We have to work a little bit differently to some of those traditional marketing strategies so you definitely um showed me how to bring a lot more strategy to my content as well so I really love that you talk about that so let's um talk about the changes that you've made in your business over the last couple of years because I've actually been following you for ages I don't even know when yeah yeah we've been connected for years yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then it was, I think you started changing over to more of the social media um, management type services right around the time that I was looking for someone yes. to do it. Um, so that was all just a side note, but it's been really interesting to watch that change happen for you. So tell me a little bit about the work that you were doing before you moved into, you know, that you made the changes in your business and moved more into the social media strategy and management, et cetera. Yeah. So when I started my business, um, my like main focus was on coaching. And the reason for that wasn't, you know, that I had, you know, some pie in the sky idea about a coaching business. It was purely because when I worked in finance, most of my time spent in finance was in people leadership and in learning and development. So coaching was what I did and I did and do it very well. Um, You know, and I'm so eternally grateful for all the years that I spent in corporate because it did teach me really good foundations to coach people um, and, you know, be able to read people and all that sort of thing. So I was able to bring that into my business and that's what I wanted to do. I also really wanted to have like a group coach model that's what I really wanted to focus on um because I love personally for me I love group coaching I love being in groups of people I love I I like I enjoy one-on-one coaching but I also get a lot out of a group because I've you know the masterminds and things that I've been a part of I've made lifelong friends from that so 
I really wanted to do that also because, you know, having young children and having limited hours to work, um, school hours, being able to sell something, the same thing to many people was also very appealing to me. So financially there was a, obviously a, a quite a big drive for that too. Um, so that's what I did when I first started. I started off doing mostly one-on-one coaching and then started to create some programs um, and built those out over time and had some pretty decent relative success from um, a couple of the programs that I created. One was um, a program for small business owners to teach them social media management. It was a group program, um, which I then adapted into a membership model uh, when COVID hit because everyone was at home and I just couldn't be on Zoom all the time. (laughs) And um, then um, the other course that I had was how to teach people how to create their own online course because people had seen how I'd done it and they wanted me to teach it to them. So I created a group program for that. And they were the two programs that I ran quite successfully for some time. And then, you know, the big, the big pandemic hit and things completely changed, not just from a working capacity, like definitely my energy changed um, in terms of what I was able to facilitate. Cause not only, as you know, if you're a mom and you've got a business, you during that time, I feel like we, we this the amount of like oh what's the word for it it's like emotional not coaching but that like emotional availability that us yeah. as women have had to give to people clients if you run a business your children your partner like all these people over the last few years while the world has been going through this massive transformation um it's really it's been a lot <laughs> so, yeah I, I- I agree. And I think so we had like everything that was happening in our own houses, like our kids being pulled out of school. Um, you know, my daughter had like a lot of anxiety about Zoom classes. Like truly she would just sit there and cry for the whole time. And I would have to have long conversations with teachers about it. And I would have to be kind of holding that space for her at the same time as doing my corporate job from home and dealing with, you know, all of my clients stuff that they had to adjust for COVID as well and I think it just we just it's just not possible to think that we could just keep rolling on merrily the way we were before that happened like it just it took a lot yeah I think so And, and I think that you know everybody to some extent has had to adapt whether you know I've adapted I've adapted in the way that I've you know completely changed my business model that's what worked for me other people will adapt in other ways, you know, and it's there's no right or wrong way to, ad- to adapt, I don't think. It's like you've really got to tap into what's right for you and that's so great about what you do because you help people tap into their human design and figure out what's going to be the best thing for them to do. But I think we do need to acknowledge, I, we need to acknowledge that emotional availability and how much it has impacted us yeah. um, and start to really care for ourselves more in not just our personal life but how we run our businesses too. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think COVID really turned a switch on awareness for that for a lot of people as well as we saw just how burnt out we were during that era and now seeing that actually we can't just keep going the way that we were going. So um side like side thing, we thought I was just suffering from really bad burnout because of COVID, because I was so exhausted yeah. I sometimes couldn't get off the couch. Now in my case that was actually cancer having a good old chomp 
at my body. Yeah, but yeah. it was everyone was so burnt out that yeah. that was the assumption that we all made. It was like, oh well, of course, because this is what you've been doing for the last six months, homeschooling, doing a job, doing a business, all those things. Like burnout made sense. But I think, you know, the amount of stuff that we put on our bodies during that period and before, you know, and I think as we yeah. slowed down and realized, okay, I need to create space for this. I need to create space for this. We just sort of went, I don't want to go back to what I was before or how I was working before. Yeah. Well, I think we were just expected to change very, to adapt and change quickly in mm. in very quick succession. Like 2020 was its own thing. 2021 was a different kettle of fish. 2022 was a different kettle of fish. And now we've got, you know, cost of living crisis and all that crap yeah. this year. So it's just been one thing after another and each year's had its own thing. And the, the amount of continual I hate the word pivot now, but, you know, pivoting our adaptability in different ways, it does have an impact over time. Yeah. Um, all right, we've got a little bit sidetracked. But... We do, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so but let's just say that COVID and life happened. Yes. <laughs> let's make that a summary. Um, so tell me a little bit about what was kind of happening for you there in terms of I know you and I talked a little bit about um burnout about the fact that you know you couldn't really run your business in the way that you were previously um talk to us about some of the things that led to the changes for you yeah so some of them were like I would say environmental factors like things that were going on in my family and personal reasons like um you know I'm 44 this year it's I have a very different energy level than I did five years ago when I started my business being like 38 years old and I'm not old by any means but my energy levels have changed it's different it is a fact of life yes I've been reading a lot about perimenopause because I'm in perimenopause Um, and wait till you wait till you edit my next podcast Stacey because I talk (laughs) a lot about this in that one Um, our energy levels change as you know as women as our bodies go through this our energy levels change we are 50 percent of the population can we please start talking about the fact that we our bodies change yeah and we need to let that happen so that's me that's me on my soapbox there (laughs) I love it but yeah like you know my energy levels had started to shift and and also to the needs of my kids had started to shift so on a personal level that was going on, you know, I've got an almost very almost teenager and one that is a teenager and, um, you know, the the type of mother I want to be is not a, I wouldn't call myself a helicopter mother because I'm certainly not that, but I do want to be available. And that means emotional availability as well as physical availability for me. So being coaching people all the time and group coaching when you're trying to facilitate sometimes 10 to 20 people at a time there's a lot of different personalities and things coming at you to facilitate and hold space for all of those people as well as the changing needs of my children um just meant that I had absolutely you know dust left for myself so um that was one big part of it was I was like I need to make a change and I'm not prepared to change the availability that I have for my children so I had to change the availability that I had in my business in some way shape or form um the other part of it came out of necessity like the economy changed um the the need for 
the things that I was offering had changed. So I had a membership at the time and um, a lot of courses, digital products. I had self-paced programs. I had group programs and also did the one-on-one coaching as well. So it was that whole model. And it's not that people don't need or want those things anymore, That, but the, and I did a whole podcast episode on this myself, is that the supply and demand in that industry really changed. And when I say industry, I mean like marketing particularly because everyone got online. There's experts everywhere in every corner of marketing these days. And unless you're a big fish, um, it's, you know, even the big fish had reported 25 to 75% reduction in their launches. You know, and these are really good coaches and reputable people who I follow and trust and respect. Um, you know, I was still relatively a small fish. So, you know, when the supply and demand changes in your industry and the things that you're offering are really drying up for you, you have to start making decisions about what you're going to do. And I was coming down to the fact where it was like, well, do I go get a job and ride this out? Or do I change the way that I'm doing things and start to offer services that people are asking for, but I've never offered and do that instead of going to get a job, which meant that I would still be able to be home. I'd still be able to be available for my kids. I'd just be offering different services. And I'm very open about this. I'm not saying that I'm not ever going to do coaching or do group courses or offer those things. I still offer those things, but, you know, I've had to transition for personal reasons and professional reasons. And I don't regret doing any of it because it's been perfect. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is that, you know, as as our lives change, we just need to roll with it. You know, yeah. like I think yeah. we we kind of sometimes get these ideas about what success looks like. And particularly yeah. in the online space, we're sold a very specific version oh. of success. And I think sometimes it's not our like not only can our version of success look different to other people's version of success but our version of success can look very different to what our version of success looked like two years ago yeah if you and particularly if you had told 20 something Belinda who was an associate in a law firm that her version of success would be you know being able to watch the basketball match on Saturday and take her kids to basketball after school and know the names of all the kids in the class. Like it brings me a lot of joy that I know the names yeah, of the kids in my absolutely. kids' classes. You know, like I think that is, that's not something I ever expected to be something of value to me. But if my kid say someone's name, I'm like, oh, which one are they? And if I don't know them, I'm like, oh, they must be pretty new because I don't know that name, you know. So yeah. I love that. That for me is part of my version of success. And that's not really sold to us a lot, I don't think. No, that you know, there's like you said, there's a very typical version of success, which is the the passive income queen with the flowy white dress and the felt hat. The felt hat, the felt the hat, felt is hat. It's, it's, it's a thing. You know, and they still they wear them indoors. I don't understand. Yeah. Um. Yep. And you know, you're having these six figure launches and seven figure years and all that sort of thing. And you know, I, I'm not saying don't want those things. I mean, I'd love totally to have a cool. seven figure year myself, but it was also still in requires a, another level of me, which I'm also not prepared to give yeah. right now either. Um, so I kind of go down that path of uniquely successful and what does that look like for you or me yeah. or whoever and determine it for for yourself. Yeah. 
Um, you raised another really interesting point in there that I'd love to touch on, and that is, um, you know, the energy it takes to run a group program. And I think, again, you know, in the online space, we don't hear a lot about that. I've done a lot of group work, particularly in my corporate life. So one of the things that I've done in my corporate career is travel around the state delivering training. Um, and so, you know, you're standing in a room with, you know, 10, 20, 30 people. And so, you know, you have to balance all of those energies and the room is never the same twice. So even if you get the same people in the room several times, you've got people coming in in a different mood. They've got different things on their plate that day. And it really is a lot of, it requires a lot of focus just to be watching where is everyone's, um, what is everyone's reaction how attentive are they? Are they coming with me? You know, that whole reading the room thing. Yeah. So I think that's really interesting too. And I know that for myself, you know, as my kids get a little bit older and I'm particularly noticing it with my tween, if I, you know, if I do that sort of thing and I expend big energy um, reading the room all day, I then I don't want to read that, you know, be so oh, focused yeah. on being hyper alert in the afternoon and it's so and and the kids can they get it and sometimes they will just like poke the bear until they get your attention which if you don't have you know if you've already spent all of that then you don't have it left for the kids in the yes. afternoon well that's what I find I shouldn't say you yeah. for myself that's what I find <laughs> yeah and I think look some people some people are able to there's people that they're, they're able to hold space for hundreds of people and that's awesome like all power to them but if if you are someone who struggles struggles with that i think you just need to listen to that listen to those nudges because you you will you will completely burn yourself out emotionally if you don't yeah this episode is brought to you by well me Actually, if you've been listening along to the last few episodes, nodding your head, thinking it's time for me to review my packages, now is the time to send me a DM. I've opened up a number of spaces to work with me as a case study at no cost to you to do a review of one of your offers, one of your service products and align it better to your human design and your current phase of life so that you feel more supported and get more contentment out of the work that you do every day in your business. This is for you if you have been in business for at least two years, you're making consistent sales and revenue of at least $7,000 a month, and you feel like you have outgrown your service offerings in some way. Maybe you've grown as a person, maybe your life has changed, but they're no longer a good fit for you. If this sounds like you, send me a DM on Instagram, BelindaGill underscore in business, or send me an email, Belinda at betterthanbusy.com to find out if you are a good fit for working with me as a case study. All right, so let's talk about then. That was kind of what led to the changes before I ask my next question. Anything else that you want to talk about there in terms of what led to the changes? Yeah, I think I really would like to just kind of reiterate that, that yes, there were personal reasons, but there was also business reasons. Like there was real 
data there for me that I was able to unpack um, real trends that were happening that I was not just seeing in my own business. I was seeing in other people's business. I was hearing when I spoke to people about the need for what I was offering versus the, the you know, the supply versus the demand, right? And I kind of went back to old school 1990s commerce, like high school commerce class and was just like, I'm going to take these rose-coloured glasses off and I'm just going to put the real glasses on and really assess it. And I think we don't talk about the value of that enough in business. We talk so much about mindset and how to keep going and all that really great fluffy stuff, which is great. We need to have it, but you also need to have business acumen. And I think that if you're going through a transition in your business, yes, do the do the soul work, do the mindset work, but also do the business work. Like critically assess things because sometimes the signs that you need to change that things need to change are in those numbers too, as well as inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't, you know, I often think if you're not making money, you can't do the work that you need to do. So if you look at that data and that data is showing you quite a clear trend, you know, and you can have outliers, you can have a bad month, everyone, let's put it out there. Everyone is going to have a bad month from time to time, you know, but if you can see some clear trends that, Yes, that income is going down. Your expenses are coming up. If you don't look at that at some point, it's kind of writing on the wall. There's a place for gritting your teeth and there's a place for really exploring the dorky numbers. Like we can't just ignore the dorky numbers completely. And I think you're right. That's something that's not talked about often enough. And I think that um, I think there are definitely some shifts in the market space, you know, for online businesses, um, you know, and if you look at it in like a whole long term, I could really geek out about this. I'll try and contain myself, you know, <laughs> economic perspective, you know, it's kind yeah. of the, you, you've got your your early adapters, you this, you that, you know, whatever that big, I'm like seeing a chart in my brain. But And when, so we're moving through some of those yeah. peaks, Um I completely lost my train of thought there. But anyway, we're seeing changes in the market. That's the yeah. point here. And we need to be we need to be aware of them. It's not to say everyone freak out and change your business, but say, no. okay, be aware that markets change. Yeah. That like, is a fact. Yeah. What industry what industry do you do you work in and what are the changes in that industry? I work in marketing, so I have to be up to date with those. I also like a lot of the um clients that I work with are dietitians. So what are the changes in the nutrition industry? Like you don't have to be across every industry. Just who do you work with? What's yeah. your industry? Just be up to date with those changes. That's all you yeah. need to do. Yeah. Yeah. Very good point. Okay. So um, your business model now, tell us a little bit about that. And, you know, if there's for any of that sort of why you specifically chose to go down that path. Yeah. So I now... Um, and this has all happened in the last 18 months, I now work most of my business, like 95% of my business is in management services. So I do social media management um, for a range of clients. I also do email marketing management. I can also do launch campaigns and stuff because I love launching, like I really geek out on launch strategies. Um but most of all, most of it's ongoing management because a lot of people have just wanted to offload that regular ongoing stuff that has to get done. And then they kind of get into 
if they, they have the capacity or capability to, we'll get into some of those extra bits and pieces. Um, I've done some other cool things like created lead magnets for people, which I really quite enjoy doing and, you know, their nurture sequences and podcast management, which is a very reasonably small part of what I do. Um, but it is something I can do and I quite enjoy it. And it works really nicely with social media. So like, you know, for a client, when I was doing your socials and podcasts at the same time, it worked well because I was across both strategies, you know. Yeah, that's right. So you can kind of pull from both. Yeah. And you always knew what was kind of on my mind at the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it worked really well. Look, it's one of those things, right? I had always said I would never do social media management. Like, and I'm honest about that. Five years ago, I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. It was like, I'm too good for that. I don't know what I was thinking, but um. And I never thought I was too good for it, but I was just like, it was like, no, that's not what I'm here to do. And at the time it was true. At the time it was 100% true. I, I, I think we need to normalize changing our mind yes. and normalize that it's okay to change your mind. Um, and I, I'll admit I went into it quite hesitantly. Like it was okay. I either get a job or I can start offering done for you services because that's what people are asking for. So I just really... I really just like put the feelers out and did a couple of like beta tests for different services. I tried some VIP days and I just tried a whole range of different things until I settled on the things that I really enjoyed. And the social media management is the one that I love the most. Um, and that's predominantly what I do. I still do coaching, but it's only a relatively small group of people. And it's, to be honest, it's because there's not that many people asking for it. Most people are asking me to do the stuff for them. Um, and it's just really built from there. And now I have a team of four. Um, I've got four VAs. I've got a few that help me out with graphics and design for some of my clients because my strength is really in the strategy and the copywriting. Um, I can do the design, but if I was, you know, to pick a task, that's the task I outsource. Um, and I have another VA that does all of my admin, like scheduling and analytics reports and bits and bobs that I need done for clients here and there. Um, and, you know, again, I've always said I would never have an agency, but I feel like I'm slowly going down the path of having that model. So it's, um, I guess it's that whole thing of never say never, but I really just, I guess I just followed the breadcrumbs and I was open to what the breadcrumbs were saying. Oh, and I like I, when I was, you know, I tried the VIP days, I didn't really love them. They were good money, but I didn't really love them. Right. And I just, I had that resistance. I'd show, sit down to do a VIP day and I'd be like, ugh, you know, and some people love them. That's great. They just weren't really for me. Um, and yeah. And I think that if you're in a state of adaptation, let's say adaptation rather than pivot, um, yeah. adaptation is just be open to the breadcrumbs and listen to what they tell you. And usually they won't they won't lead you astray. And well, I think listen to what people want too. Like if everyone's asking me to manage their socials, then clearly that's something I'm good at and that's what people want from me. So I was really happy to be led by the experience or the journey, I guess. And I think that's part of the thing is being open to that experimentation. Like sometimes we think we're not allowed to make a misstep somehow. Like, oh, but what if I do it and I don't like it? Or what if I do it and it breaks my business. Chances are it's not going to break your business. Right. And especially if you've got 
people asking for it, you can just have a try, you know? Yeah. So I, I think that's the thing is that willingness to experiment. It's like, okay, well, this is, this is kind of being handed to me, you know, an opportunity knock. Sometimes you open the door and go, okay, I'll have a, my thing is have a crack at it. I'll have a crack. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't have to marry it. I always say that you don't have yeah. to marry it. No. And, and just... you're not married to your offers. Like if, you know, you put something out there and it doesn't stick, then it just didn't stick. It just wasn't right yeah, for it's you. It's like, yeah, it's not. That's and cool. I think like as a life thing, sometimes we think there's a thing I'm not going to enjoy. So we don't try it. I have recently started working with a personal trainer and doing weights. And I will tell everyone about this because I thought I would hate it. And yeah. I went quite reluctantly because, you know, after all of my surgeries, I've got like zero upper body strength. And I started getting a lot of shoulder injuries by just pretty much breathing. <laughs> so I had to get some strength back into my body and I freaking love it. And I'm like, I feel strong. I feel good. But had I just, had I not been willing to go, okay, the physio said I should give that a try. I'll give it a try. If I just gone, I'm going to hate strength training. I never would have known that A, I enjoy it. And B, when I do it, my shoulders don't just like seize up because i took too big a breath you know like yeah yeah, yeah. And, and so I think the same applies in our business we can assume there's something that we won't enjoy so we don't do it um whereas really we we might need to go okay this could be something yeah. that I enjoy and um, the proof's also in the pudding for me in terms of if I like if I look at not just the you know the business success like I'm busier in my business than I've ever been before and that you know I'm making more money now than I ever have before in my business but the personal rewards are there as well. You know, when I was doing coaching and and all the group programs and stuff, I was very much locked into lots of Zoom calls and lots of things in my calendar. And now, yes, I've got lots of tasks I have to finish and lots of things I have to do, but I can just drop everything if I want to and go meet a friend and go for a walk or go get my nails done. Or, yeah, that's not a problem, love. I can drop you off here whatever yeah. afternoon my kids do sport every afternoon after school pretty much between the two of them um and there that's yes I'm busier and I have a lot I need to get done each week but I feel like I have more calendar freedom because yeah. it's not being locked into being on a zoom at all all, all times yeah you can shuffle um, it around to suit your needs yeah 100 yeah. percent um so that proof is also in the pudding for me yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I love about this is because I have seen your human design chart um, is that you get to really doing this work, you really get to use that creative element yes. of yourself. And when I looked at your human design chart, that creativity and, you know, having that kind of um, network of people around, you know, we, we, you've just been talking about how you have, the VAs and the graphic designers to do the different elements and you having that structure really lets you be in that space where you get to be creative and go this, 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 and then kind of pass things out a little bit for people to be in their area of expertise oh, as well. And it's so good because, like, I get the girls to do the graphics and they send them back to me and I'm like, well, I couldn't have done that. So, like, all power to you. I'd rather pay you to do it, like put yeah. money back into the economy where I can, right? Um and, yeah, and I think that, see, I, I, I'm sure I've talked about this before. I can't remember where. Maybe it was personally or it might have been on my own podcast. But um, 
what that's one of the huge benefits for me is that I'm getting that my creative cup is full by doing this work. And do you know what I was doing prior to doing this work to fill my creative cup? I was creating shit in my business I didn't need. Like, Ooh, yeah. Right. Yes. So I would yes. spend all this time creating a new lead magnet and a new this and a new digital product and a new, um, I don't know, design for something and a new email strategy and a new this, that, like I just kept creating all these things and changing things all the time to fill that creative cup. Yeah. And I wasn't really paying off financially. I, have to, I, I, just I know we have to kind of ring with things all the time. We ha- <laughs> I should have known we would talk for a long time, Stacey. I'm conscious of, of the length of this episode, but you have just touched on something that's really fascinating to me. So you have that big creativity element in you. I have in in my human design chart a, a quite a few places where it's about critiquing and improving things. And I actually had a human design reading with someone once and they said to me that, you know, without like where this particular channel is, without having an outlet for that, it'll still come out somewhere. Yeah. And, and so that, you know, and that critiquing, it's not all, you know, the people in my life don't necessarily want me critiquing and improving them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> And even like in my day job, I was not getting that element. Like there was no space for me to do that. And so I was still kind of doing it in my head. Like yeah. this system could be better. It's very, you know, I'm very good at fixing systems and things, which is why this work that I do is so good for me, right? It gives me a place to go, oh, what if you change that? What if you change that? So I was sitting in this job where I couldn't change things, but in my head I was identifying everything that needed to be changed in that organization and the way we were working. And it was so frustrating. And I was just like dying with the need to go, you're doing that wrong. This is more efficient. Fix that, fix that. So I love that you say that because sometimes we actually need a place to channel, you know, that part of ourselves. Yeah. And it doesn't mean to say that you need to make money from something you love doing, like but you just need an outlet for it. But given that my business was around marketing and I was just spending all this time creating stuff, but now I've got that outlet for it in my business and I make money from it. It's like far better use of my time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, instead of making your life hard, you're like just getting to do these things. All right. So um, anything else you want to share on that topic before I ask you my final question? No, no, I'm all good. Go go for gold. (laughs) So my last question for you is, what sort of tips or advice might you want to share with someone who finds themselves where you were, say, 18 months, two years ago, where they've got this business and they just, you know, the offers are not quite working for them the way they were five years ago or, you know, in the years prior? I would say ask yourself why. Why is it not working anymore? And and you don't need to answer it straight away, but let yourself ponder or percolate. I often say percolate on it. Um, but ask yourself why it's not working. Is it you don't love it anymore? Is it that you need to give energy to something else in your life? Because our business isn't all of our life. We have lives outside of our businesses. Um, is it, you know, a financial reason? Is it that the market's changed? Like what is it? Why? Why is it that you're you're feeling stuck like that and be open to the possibilities and not, not be afraid to try them. Even if you said you'd never do something before, we're allowed to change our mind. 
you're not being flaky to change your mind. You're making a decision or trying something to benefit your business, which is ultimately going to benefit you and your family. So just be open, just be open to the breadcrumbs, follow them and listen to them is what I would say. And um, I guess if you're having trouble trying to tap into that, that's where people like you come in, right? Is to help them open up that channel. Because if you are someone who's, you know, you've been in business for a while, maybe working in more of a masculine sort of way of doing things, that kind of channel to be open to all of that can sometimes be a bit closed because society has taught us to be small women and to be... Act like a man if you want to be successful. (laughs) That's right. Like society's taught us to be small and to do as we're told and to do all those things. And in doing that, it's, it's closed off those channels for us sometimes. So... If you need help opening them, get help to open them too. Yeah. And I think letting it be okay if sometimes you need help to open oh. them because we're so often taught we need to be able to do things. You well, you shouldn't need help with that, you know, but actually sometimes we do and that's okay. Women spend our lives helping other people, but we can't ask for it for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love what you what you were just saying there about, you know, ask yourself why. Super, I mean, this this podcast I knew it was perfect because I'm actually when we get off this podcast about to record another one which is pretty much you know some questions to ask yourself to unlock some of this stuff so um if that you know if someone is asking that make sure you watch about for I'm not sure what order we'll release these in but there is something coming very specifically on that topic (laughs) (laughs) um anything else Stacey that you you want to share before we wrap up about it I just think life's too short to stay stuck I think just, that's I think that's a good summary life's too short to stay stuck yeah, yeah. so yeah <laughs> um so Stacey where can people find you if they want to follow you and work with you and be in your be in your awesomeness yeah so definitely Instagram is the place to find me my handles at Stacey Marie coaching I am going to be doing a small rebrand soon so it will be at Stacey Marie creative very soon so um depending on how far in advance you're listening to this how far in the future um um that that will be how you'll be able to search me up and just come hang out with me online I'm all I'm on Instagram a lot so that's the best place to find me and you'll find all my other links over there as well and I'm sure that Stacey can put links to herself in my podcast absolutely (laughs) I'll keep I will keep everything updated don't you worry um well thank you very much thank you for being my first podcast guest and for for having just such perfect information that ties into everything that I've been talking about recently on the podcast as well absolutely love it it's been fun all right thank you very much Stacey thanks for listening to the business of you podcast Come and chat with me on Instagram at Better Than Busy and ask me your questions. Tell me what you loved about this episode. And if you want to help assist out and share this on Instagram, tell the world what you loved about this episode, tag me. You can also subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player and leave a review. 